This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What's going on, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about those that maybe didn't pass the civil PE exam in 2021. Now what? And this could apply for anybody that's going to be taking the civil PE exam in 2022 as well. But I really want to focus on those that have failed the exam in 2021 or they're getting their results and discovering that they're going to that they have failed and what we need to do to prepare for the exam in 2022 as we look ahead towards that. So um, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. So let's get after it. All right, guys, the first thing I want to talk about is that, you know what, if you have found yourself um, getting results back in 21 and uh, whether you got the results, you know, you took the exam in October, you get the results in December, it usually makes for a great Christmas present or it makes for a terrible one. And I've been in your shoes before, so I definitely understand that. I want to talk about the disappointment that comes with that and kind of the sense of grieving that comes with that as well. Uh, I, I want to just impress upon you that it's okay to feel bad about this. You've spent a ton of money. You've spent a, a ton of time. You've been trying to prepare for this for a very long time. Uh, you've treated it almost like a part-time job for three to four months, and now you have found yourself, you know, with not a passing score and wondering what you're going to do looking ahead. So first thing I'm going to tell you is that it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to kind of grieve over this and have the disappointment of failing kind of wash over you. Um, that's totally fine. It's totally human, and it's okay to do. I've been in those shoes before, and I totally get it. Um, the frustration of wasting so much money and time can be a real downer. <laughs> so I get it. Um, at the end of the day, though, um, we need to get back on the train and get back on uh, the PE train and pass this thing. So give yourself time to grieve. Um, and you can only control what you can control, right? Now that you haven't passed or if you did pass, congratulations. If you found that you didn't pass, let's control what we can control and move forward. Um, and that's that's really life, right? We can control what we can control, and that's 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 how we take it. So keep your head up. Um, I'll be here to help you if you need support. I love hearing people's stories. If you have found yourself struggling or if you have found yourself winning, let me know how uh, those things go for you. Shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I love hearing those stories. Uh, or if you're adventurous, you can leave comments in the video and let us know uh, your experience with taking the exam as well. Uh, but, you know, give yourself time to grieve and then get back on it. When I first took the exam, um, I didn't feel like I was very well prepared. And that was a mistake that I made. And I talk about those tips in other videos that I've made. Uh, but you got to get back on the horse and you got to you got to do it again. So uh, that's the whole point of that. But give yourself time to grieve. Give yourself time to feel disappointed and discouraged. And uh, then pick yourself up and get registered for the exam again, uh, because you are not a bad engineer for failing. So keep that in mind. 
Um, a lot of people think that, but you are definitely not a bad engineer for failing. You've learned a ton of things as you go through this experience. Um, you've learned how they're testing you, you know, the problems that they throw at you, you know, the look and feel and flavor of all that they are giving you. So just keep that in mind um, as you're going through this process. So the other thing I thought about is um, you're going to have some pains as you register for the next exam. And, you know, it's going to cost money again. Uh, it's going to be more time in preparing for the exam again. And I totally get it. So um, let's get over that. Let's get back on the train. And now let's talk about how do we properly prepare for this? Because preparing for a, a paper-based exam, it was different than it is for preparing for a computer-based exam as it switches to 2022, uh, because that's, that's where we're headed, right? So as it goes to 2022, there are three things that I think you really need to understand. The first and and understand them really well. The first one is that you need to under you need to understand the exam format. Um, understand how the exam will be administered to you with all of its little nuances. So understand that you're going to have about 40 questions in the morning still, still 40 questions in the afternoon. Understand that you still have breadth and depth type questions. Understand that they can give you those at any time, which kind of sucks, but that's the reality of this exam going computer based. Um, and so prepare for that. Um, and we'll talk about in a little bit how you take those problems as they come, but understand the new format of the exam with all of its nuances, including the breaks, what you can take with you, which is, which isn't very much, uh, and all of that fun stuff. The second thing that you need to do is understand and get a copy of the PE reference handbook. This is going to be your new tool at your disposal that will be the only thing that you can bring with you. Actually, you can't even bring it with you. It'll be given to you as a PDF on the exam. So you need to understand that. Get a free copy at the NCES website. Start looking over it. Start studying from it. Um, know where equations are. Know where graphs and, and tables are. And use it every day as you're practicing problems moving forward. Do I think that the old civil engineering reference manual that used to be the Bible when it came to study this is still valid and i do think it is still valid so i do think that um, what we've got here is probably additional resources at our disposable disposal that we're going to need to become familiar with and that's just the nature of the beast um, the sturm uh, is still valid i think and if you do want a copy go grab one at our um, partner link civilengineeringacademy.com ppi and you can go get a discount on that School of PE also has a really good reference guide as well. If you want to check that out at civilengineeringacademy.com slash S-O-P-E. Um, there's just a lot of other resources out there. So I think you still need stuff to study from because that reference handbook is just going to be a list of equations and tables. It's not going to really teach you anything, but you do need to know what's in there and you need to use it every day as you move forward. So a little bit less CIRM for your paper-based one. If you took the paper-based one, and more of the PE reference handbook. So definitely grab a copy of that if you haven't already. The third thing that I think that you need to do as you get prepared for this, and the third thing you need to understand is that you need to beg, borrow, and I'm not gonna say still, but you need to get a copy of the depth codes that are required for your exam. And the reason for this, um, well, I shouldn't say the reason for this, you, should, you probably should have these already if you've taken the exam. But make sure that they are the additions and that they are listing now in the spec. 
The other thing that you want to be aware of is that every depth section has its own codes now. There is not one particular depth section that doesn't have a depth code associated with it, even the water resources. So hate to tell you guys taking water resources, but they have some codes associated with those now. So uh, make sure you get a copy of those codes, understand what's in them, because they can pull from, the, pull from them at any time. Uh, because those are the resources at your disposal. It's not going to be broken up anymore into a, a clear delineation of AM and PM. Um, so keep that in mind as you're taking this exam. So let's talk about the exam format and really kind of a plan of attack that you might need to tackle this thing. Um, as you're going from computer or paper-based to a computer-based exam, the thing that you need to do is um, formulate a plan of attack as you go through the exam. So how do you do this? Um, the exam, like I said, is going to be, uh, there's not a clear line of when the AM and PM type questions are thrown at you anymore. It's going to be whenever they want to throw them at you. So uh, that kind of sucks because in the past with the paper-based exam, you clearly understood that these were AM type questions and that they were going to be easier and that these were PM type questions and they were gonna be harder and you kind of prepared for that mentally. But now they can throw at you questions in any mix and any format. And so how do you tackle that? And really the strategy is pretty much the same as it's always been. You're gonna go through the exam as it's given to you and take those easiest problems first and, and blow through those as quickly as possible. And you'll notice that if they do give you depth questions that you can excel at, you're going to go through those as well. But if you find yourself struggling on a problem or you're reading through it and you're like, this one's going to take me more time, go ahead and flag it because you can flag the problems and come back to it after you've gone through the exam at least one time. And that way, uh, you know, you're giving yourself the best possible chance with time management because time management is key uh, with still passing this exam and getting through the exam quickly while knocking out as many problems as possible. So just keep that in mind as you're going through the exam or as you're preparing for it, that there is uh, probably a strategy still for taking this exam and being able to knock out those easier questions first, um, getting them all out of the way. Okay, one of the positives about this exam going computer-based is that you'll have more opportunities to take it within a year. Now, I, I give you a word of warning on that though, because some people are thinking, man, I can just fail this thing over and over and over again. And that's not true. So the word of warning here is that you need to check with your individual state's requirements for how many times you can take this exam or be a repeat taker without additional requirements. So you, if you have found yourself uh, failing the exam in 21 or you've been a multiple time feller, uh, that's okay. But understand what your state's requirements are is key to be able to take the exam again. Some states require that after three attempts, that you actually take a, a course or something that proves that you've gained more education and have further uh, implemented things so that you can do a better job this time. Some states require after so many times that you actually go get 30 additional credit hours, which is equivalent to basically a master's degree. So you really need to understand your own state's requirements. Um, I try, I've been applying for different states for the license for the PE in Colorado, Nevada, and Oregon, and every state has slightly different requirements for those things. And I'm here in Utah, and they have their own requirements too. So make sure, um, don't think that because I can take the exam more times in a year that I don't need to do anything and just keep going. I mean, unless state law changes, um, really you need to divide, dive into your division of professional licensing's um, DOPL. 
and understand how many times you can take the exam before additional requirements uh, or things that they require get piled on for you to do. So just keep that in mind as you're going through this. You can take the exam once a quarter and uh, you can take it up to three times in a 12 month period, which is really nice, okay, really nice. Okay, one of the things I keep hearing um, as you are preparing for this exam in 2022 is the reference handbook doesn't have a lot of material in there. Like it is a big book, but if you start looking at individual depth sections, you're gonna be like, what the heck, man? Like uh, the serum was like, you know, this thick and, uh, you know, four inches thick and uh, the reference handbook isn't as thick. And if you start looking at, if you start looking at individual sections, maybe it's construction, maybe it's water resources, you're thinking, not all the material is here that I'm going to need to know because the the old reference handbook covers a ton of material and now the handbook doesn't cover as much and I think they, they've left things out. And while that might be true because this is a first time edition of the book and they will probably update it, they, they definitely will update it, uh, but um, you're going to see that there's probably some areas that you may be left questioning whether they could throw on the exam and whether the handbook is providing you with all of the material that you need to ace this exam. My thoughts on that is that they will probably uh, stick to the most part with what's in there, um, but they can ask things outside of that. So what, what are they gonna do? I think uh, people are always surprised by how many theory questions are on the PE exam. Computer-based was always like 10 to 12 questions in the morning and the same amount for the afternoon. I'm willing to bet with the new computer-based exam, you either get the same amount or more uh, to really test your engineering knowledge on those subjects. Do those things have to be in the reference handbook? Not really. Like, do you, you're just gonna need to know and brush up on engineering topics related to your depth section, and they can ask questions around those things. So just keep that in mind. I just think they're gonna ask a lot more theory questions than we think they are um, as you prepare for this. Uh, and new versions of this book will come out. So stick with what's in the book, um, understand that well, and let's start there. Uh, understanding that um, it is helpful to still understand everything that is tied to the specifications. So understand, um, you know, if you're finding topics that aren't really in the handbook, but are in the specifications, lean towards what's being asked in the specifications, okay? And if that requires going to the School of PE and getting their reference book, something like this, boom. Or if you're getting the um, CIRM, which is something like this, bam. Okay. You know, make sure you understand um, that you want to follow the specifications. And uh, ideally, they've covered all of that in the handbook. And I'm sure that they will be editing, editing, wow, say that five times fast, editing and revamping and updating and putting errata out for the handbook as it's a first time edition. So you're just gonna get that kind of stuff, okay? Just keep that in mind. All right, so keep that head up, get back on the PE train, keep it chugging, keep it moving forward. You are not a failure for failing, okay? Hashtag, not a failure for failing. Uh, you're gonna do this, you can do this. I promise you can learn the hoops, learn what to get through, uh, learn how to prepare a little bit differently, control what you can control because you can't control the other stuff and let's keep it moving forward. Now, having said that, there probably are some things that you're gonna enjoy about this exam going CBT. Um, there's some things I think are pretty exciting um, and I'm an old school paper-based guy. 
back when they used to give you the exam, all of the exams in one shot, you can go through and pick the exam you wanted right there if you wanted to. So uh, there are some positives with this going computer-based, and I definitely want to share some of those with you. So the first thing I think is pretty positive is that you're not going to a massive conference center anymore. So gone are the days of going to this massive conference center with hundreds of people attending, all nervous, all bringing, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like that's all gone. You're going to a Pearson View testing center. It's you, it's a cubicle, and that's it. Like there might be other people in the room, but they might not even be taking the exam, the same exam. So that's pretty cool. I think that's positive. Second thing I think is, um, kind of a positive is that you don't have uh you know these proctors walking the floor ready to hunt you down for anything that you've done wrong in your life and now there's still going to be someone there running the testing center but definitely probably not at that same level for you sneezing the wrong way and ready to kick you out of the exam so um you definitely have to still play by the rules there's still going to be some proctoring going on but uh, i just thought that was kind of funny the third thing I think is that a, po a real positive on this is that you don't have a su suitcase full of books anymore. Now, some people say that's a negative, but when your studies are real focused on what they're giving you, uh, that's kind of nice. So you're not going to have a suitcase full of books anymore. Um, you know, everything's a PDF format that's searchable. So you punch in key terms, punch it out, find it, off you go. Uh, so I think that's actually really nice that they, you don't have to bring in a suitcase full of books and travel with that everywhere that you go. Um, I think I had a backpack with wheels. So, you know, some people bring the totes and all that stuff. All that goes away. All that goes away. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. The fourth thing I think is really nice about this exam going computer based is that your results come way faster. So I talked about this earlier. Instead of waiting weeks, 10 weeks for this, you're getting it in 10 days. And uh, I just think that's a real positive and a real highlight because people want to know the results quickly so you can move on from the pain or figure out what you need to change. And dragging it out for 10 weeks was just excruciating, whether knowing, you know, trying to figure out if you passed or failed. Now you can get those results way quicker. And I think it's going to be a much more positive experience for people taking the PE exam. The other thing I think is real positive, maybe a fifth positive here, is that there's more opportunities to take the exam. As I mentioned earlier, you know, instead of taking it once every six months, now you can take it once a quarter. And um, like I said, you need to find out what your state requires. But that's that's nice to know that if I failed, I can take it, you know, in two months or something and take this thing again and I can give it my best shot again. I don't have to wait six months to prepare for this while things are still fresh in my mind. I can get going on it and still prepare and uh, maybe even still prepare while I'm waiting for results and, until I can tackle it again. That's, I think that's really nice. And the last thing I think that you might enjoy about this exam that ties into these massive conference centers is that the proximity of where the testing center is is going to be much closer to you. And so you go find a Pearson View testing center and you'll find out that it's pretty close to you, which is nice. You're not having to travel you know, hours and hours. You're not having to travel to other states. Uh, all these things are really closely uh, around you. And, um, you know, that's kind of a nice thing. So there are some positives as this goes, computer-based testing. Hopefully this was helpful, helpful to you if you have found yourself with a failing score in 2021 or you're just preparing for the 2022 exams. Uh, keep your head up if you need, like I said, someone to talk to about anything that you're going through. I love getting emails, talking to people, whether they passed or failed. Uh, and even when they've used our resources or not, 
to help them out on this journey. It's always been a fun thing for me to hear and participate in because uh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you guys. Okay. Anyway, with that, hopefully this helped you out. Uh, it was enjoy enjoyable to make, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. So with that, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.